the Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 21st day of November. Great game last night. Uh, Lot, lot, lot of comments to say about that. Matt Canada fired with Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, they've had quite a few offensive coordinators over the past several months. I've uh, got a few things to say about that. Plus the Jets, obviously, they're going to move on from. Uh, is this officially? I guess you could say they're officially moving on from Zach Wilson. Uh, give you good scope, bad scope, and we'll go over the NFL Power Five for this week okay stand by everybody i'll be back here in 49 seconds we'll hit the ground running here on sports scope hello sports scope followers the program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week i just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families just a reminder if you want to contribute to the program go to the cash app the, word, the cash sign, and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Alrighty then. Okay. Hey, Pickles, thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, now, so um had 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 to work a little late yesterday and I didn't get a chance to do the program. Uh I, I probably could have squeezed together something, but I know yesterday's game was a high huge game uh of, of great magnitude, probably the biggest game of the year uh as far as Monday night football is concerned. So I decided to go ahead and do a replay, and I'm glad I did. So I, I recorded this Chiefs game, Chiefs Eagles, and you know the watched the first half, and then I crashed. I had to get to work in the morning. I woke up really early, watched the second half when I woke up, and before I went to bed, I, I made these notes about the first half. Chiefs making it look easy. On tough run D with Philly, uh, using unorthodox running angles, elite blocking by Jason Kels on the Eagles, uh, and then defensively, I, I mentioned that you know you, you look at the Chiefs. Chris Jones showed why they paid him over the years: two and a half sacks, beating Lane Johnson, uh, Steve Spagnato, uh, effective cornerback blitz, brilliantly called, and then in the second half, it totally turned around. Totally turn around. So I wake up this morning. Then I see Kansas City. I noticed that that Mahomes is, still has not developed chemistry with core blocking and, and, and the running game in the second half. I think those two tackles for the Chiefs, by the mind you. Uh Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor. And I mentioned this in, in the offseason. I said, um, Brett Veach is cutting corners here. Uh, he knows he's got a all-time coach and quarterback combination. 
and I, I said, I said, um, I said, Travis Kels is going to show his age, particularly midseason. He's not going to be as explosive. He's 34 years old. I've been proven right. He missed the opening game. Uh, he has spurts and stuff here and there, but he, he's still just a tick off, and there's just no chemistry there with Patrick Mahomes uh, and the and these receivers. They've been shut out for three consecutive games in the second half, you know, by Denver. I mean, Denver's playing great, but, you know, they're not playing that great. Uh, by the Dolphins, I, I could understand it with the Dolphins and getting Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard there. But but this team right here, this this Chiefs team on the road, these guys have a lot of holes in their secondary. Ask the Dallas Cowboys who put up 191 yards just an inch away from winning that game with uh, C.D. Lamb alone. So what I, I see that they're doing, what I can see with the naked eye on TV is – uh, the Chiefs are using these unorthodox blocking schemes where you've got uh, uh, you've got Mahomes doing uh, some kind of read option to his right, and then you've got a uh, what do you got? You got a you got a wide receiver uh, or, or running back running behind him in another direction, trying to do some type of running game that way. They do that. It's called like a vertical type of blocking scheme, you know, pickles. But really, they, they need to go do more of a three-step drop and 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 type, you know, more of a traditional play action to kind of get these guys. Uh, but the problem with doing that is when, when you've got more of a straight shot with your your receivers, um, rather than having Mahomes roll to his right, rather than have their homes roll. Well, he's great at it though roll to his right, and, and and throw the ball to an open guy and kind of buy some time. Well, the problem with that is if if the defense sees that, they're going to sit there and play coverage the whole game and rush four because they know where you know where he's going. And they uh, a guy like Bayard did pretty well. They doubled uh, often. Uh, they doubled Kels. Byard picked uh, – he was a good pickup, former Tennessee Titan player here. And the reason why they're doing that, they they caught the defense off guard a little bit uh, in, in the first half, take that 10-point lead. But in the second half, when they had to change things up, because of those two tackles, uh, it, the defenses were, were really in tune with that, shutting them out. Uh, that is why I did not think they'll get back to the Super Bowl this year. Now, their defense is fourth in total yards. Uh, man, that Sneed, what a great game he played on A.J. Brown. Uh, one catch, like eight yards there. Uh, just an unbelievable game. But cutting those corners there, they probably need another receiver that, that is a veteran that has – so Mahomes is going to have to develop that with those guys. It's not going to be Travis Kels, that cross-blocking. And quite frankly, uh, there's a thin line between cross-blocking and um, what is that other thing they call? A pick. These pick plays are illegal, but the Chiefs find a way to do them anyways. 
So you got to really give credit to this Eagle team. They, they did a really good job uh, really keeping their composure there in that second half, winning without A.J. Brown, uh, you know, having a huge game there. Uh, they overcome some interceptions of their own. But I've been telling you guys that this has been a problem with Kansas City coming in, you know. But uh, wow, Sporting News puts this out. The Browns and the Chiefs have the same record so far this season, but the Browns have, have scored more points. Wow. The the freaking Cleveland Browns with three different quarterbacks. So it, it it's really um, mind-blowing. No team in the NFL scored fewer points per game in the second half this season than the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are averaging 5.3 points a game in the second half through 10 games. Every other NFL team has more. Uh, Chiefs receivers, 25 drop passes most in the NFL. Well, when you've got a quarterback that is running for his life, he's got incredible strength. He's got incredible strength there. And uh, Patrick Mahomes there. Uh, when he is at an unor and when he's really, he, he see, that that's what people don't understand is, I'm used to watching him do crazy stuff too and do well. Uh, but he's so far out of the pocket and he's over here to his right. It's hard for him to get that ball up and air quote, be accurate. He got away with it so much with Tyreek Hill because he'll can, uh, you know, blow off coverage and, and get open and outrun everybody. Hill, Hills came a long way and learned how to sit in the zone and, uh, and develop that chemistry here. So yeah, Mahomes, he can't rest on his laurels from last year uh, in, in the years past. And Brett Beach has got to fix that problem. Nobody else is seeing it. I mentioned it in the offseason. I know they were trying to get Lermy Tunsil. They did not want to pay uh, Orlando Brown and re-sign him. They let Andrew Wiley go, and they get this guy who's been – Chiefs fans know this, even though they're still been pretty successful. This Jawan Taylor – I mean, he's lining up offside. He has to line up a certain way. They're beating him like a drum. You know, it could have been a lot worse. But Reed and, and Mahomes, they're so good that we don't see it. We, we simply don't see it that way. But, yeah, three three consecutive. Uh, all that being said, yeah, the Valdez Scandalin, it was just a tick off. He catches that ball. It's uh, They're up by three. And as good as the Chiefs defense have been playing, they score that touchdown, but it's a real thing. Uh, it's a real thing there that the um, that their skill positions are, are, are this bad, and a lot of it is like nobody else is pointing out, but I am. It's that Jawan Taylor and um, and Donovan Smith just not living up to par. Uh, plus Mahomes, as good as he is. Uh, he's still got to develop the basic three-step drop and stuff across the middle where he's in the pocket. And, and, and you know, his, his mechanics are uh, – I mean, Andy Reid knows this stuff. He's not going to say it publicly. He knows this stuff because he knows you really can't fix it right now. Uh, it, it's the most boringest position. Fans, I'm a big fantasy player too. Not as much as I used to be, but I still play a lot of fantasy. Don't like to talk about – Left tackles and right tackles and guards and pro football focus rankings and all that. But the truth of the matter is 
That's what wins in this league, those trenches, those battles in the trenches, and, of course, quarterback play and scheme. They do a lot of good stuff there, and um, they got to get back to the basics. Uh, sometimes you just got to get back to running the football at, at a more orthodox style, but you got to have the personnel to do it, and I do think that they'll address it in the offseason. Um, but right now, the Chiefs are not a uh, a team that I would pick as of today to to get back to the Super Bowl, folks, for those particular reasons, you know. I mean, this opens it up. You say, well, it opens up for teams like Baltimore, who I know the injury's starting them out for them too, aren't they always, with, uh, with their tight end there. It looks like he's going to be done for the season. Uh, maybe if they go deep in the playoffs, the Ravens have a shot. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been able to get past his the Ronnie Stanley injuries that have, have really hurt him. Um, you look at a team like a Jacksonville, very young, hungry. They're still wide open in it. Uh, they have the exact same record as Kansas City. Uh, Cleveland with the rookie quarterback. History says it's not um, that's not going to be the case. Miami, if they can continue to run the ball, the physical will get Devon Achim back, who re, re-aggravated that knee injury. Uh, they have a little bit of an issue at running back. They need a little bit more power there. But uh, Buffalo, Buffalo at 6-5. and five. Now Buffalo's got to play Philadelphia this week. But if they can get a Shaq grip, um, what was this, Shaq Leonard, uh, who was just released today, former Pro Bowl linebacker player, uh, out of the Indianapolis, if he can clear waivers, which what I'm reading, he's expected to, maybe the uh, Buffalo Bills can still get back into this thing since Deshaun Watson's out for the season, since um, my Super Bowl pick, uh, Joe Burrow's out, since you could see the big hole with this Kansas City team, okay? So it's not just Kansas City. Um it's, it's, it's not just Kansas City who a lot of people are assuming is going to get there. Odds are uh, in the AFC it probably would be the Ravens, but I can't trust uh, – I really can't trust Lamar too much when they get down in games where he absolutely has to throw. He's made big progress. I said that they've improved tremendously. He tremendously has improved. But if he runs into a Pittsburgh team, who I'm about to talk about here in a minute, uh, if he runs into a team – out of the AFC, North particularly, that match up really well with them, which Cleveland would be today with seven wins. Wow. Um, or, or Jacksonville, who beat them last time. You, you know, uh, so <laughs> you, you just never know, man. You just never know. But Baltimore would match up well with with, um, with, with the Houston uh Maybe a Buffalo, but Buffalo beat them again last time. And now, you know, Denver is a legit player here. Denver has really tightened things up as well. So uh, it, it, it's plenty to blame to go around. Like I said, a little bit different take than everybody else. You're just going to say receivers, receivers, receivers. Uh, you got to look at where Mahomes is throwing these balls from. Uh, he's made it look so easy in the past. But these guys are not quite as on par as what he's used to dealing with. A young Travis Kelsey and a Tyreek Hill, even though they did win the Super Bowl last year. 
looks like Cordarius Tony is a little bit of a shell of himself. Okay. Uh, okay, let, let's talk this Jets. So, so the Jets are making Zach Wilson the third string quarterback. Okay. And, uh, you know, losing 32 to six to Buffalo. Uh, these guys owe. Uh, the Jets owe Wilson $5.4 million. You say that's not a lot of money. Well, if he's a third-string quarterback, it is. They're either going to trade him for like a seventh-round pick or something, or they'll probably cut him when this season's over with, okay? So my guess is they're going to be done looking at him. They're going to be looking at a quarterback in 2024. Uh, we know that, by the way, it could be two weeks uh, for – uh, Aaron Rodgers to come back practicing, but their line is is decimal too. So you got to wonder uh, with that pick that they have, and currently they got the 11th overall pick. Do you use that for one of those tackles? It's good. There's a tackle out of Notre Dame that may fall to them. There's one out of Alabama, which Alabama tackles hadn't been that great in NFL in the past. Left tackle. Uh, now there's one out of Penn State. I'm out of Nashville. And I, I, part of me hopes the Titans going to lose all these games, but that fear that maybe Amy Adams would fire uh, Mike Vrabel, but there's a tackle out of Penn State that's supposed to be the top dog, could be possibly as, uh, like a number two, number three overall pick. But my thing is, yes, the Jets need to tackle something ugly, something like nobody's business, but they also need that quarterback. You just don't know. If um, do they do they take the tackle for one good ones there and maybe trade back into the first round? They're going to have to do something. Uh, Ron Tannehill, would they bring in him? Uh, either way, they're done with Zach Wilson. Okay, Salop is 50 50, maybe uh, 60 40, 60 being in favor of 40, uh, 60 being in favor of them, uh, the Woody Johnson. Moving on from Robert Soloff, even though the defense still hasn't, uh, you know, they haven't quit, but they're, they're, they're just not going to do nothing. I mean, they you can play inspired football and play perfect defense for only so long, but, you know, the longer you're on the field and you got a guy like, like Wilson making these mistakes, running for his life, not really catching on to things, um, he fell down Sunday and then nobody even talked to him. I mean, he just fell down. Laughed at itself, you know. So it, it's it is what it is at this point. There's nothing they can do. Uh, my, like I said, I, I just do not know. I just do not know what uh, this this owner would do. I would probably try to get a quarterback and and maybe go get a tackle and free agent or through do. Uh, I would get a tackle no matter what. Uh, it maybe through a trade, free agency, and whatnot. Um, odds are he at 11, they'll probably try to get a, one of those tackles and maybe do something in the, uh, I know the second round, even though I know that they don't have a second round pick here. Uh, they're going to have to be aggressive, essentially is what I'm trying to tell you folks. And, hey, it, it, it's really, uh, it's a big tackle draft. And I'll tell you, a lot of teams need them, man. A lot of teams need them. But, uh, it, you know, I, I started to make a, uh, a list of teams that need a quarterback. I know the Giants need one. 
There's a rumor that the Giants are interested in looking at more tape on um, Drake May from, from Carolina. Uh, but, but the Jets are right there in the same situation here. And maybe Joe Douglas gets one more shot to get that quarterback position right. Everything else can look great. Uh, rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, uh, Sauce Gardner. But if you don't, if you simply do not get that tackle and that quarterback right and and, and the coach right, uh, all that's nonsense. You know, all that other stuff is nonsense. And I'm going to tell you, man, keep bookmark that name, Robert Soloff, in your head, okay? But go to make a bigger point. All right. Steelers, I've been telling you all for weeks here. I'm watching hockey games on on uh, online. I don't watch hockey, but uh, I'm hearing people fire Matt Canada at the Pittsburgh Penguins game. There's people on game day for weeks, two or three weeks in a row, holding up signs at Alabama football games. Fire Matt Canada. Those Pittsburgh Steeler fans all over this country, folks. You know, and so today. After getting beat by the Browns with 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 uh, backup left tackle, I think they got the third string right tackle in there, a rookie quarterback there, and Darrell Thompson Robertson DTR, what they call him. Uh, they go out and 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 beat and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. This Devito guy, I was looking at this screenshot here who is the third-string quarterback here for um, Tommy DeVito uh, for the New York Giants. Tommy DeVito has more career games with multiple touchdown passes um, than Kenny Pickett does. You know, Tommy DeVito, a guy who, who looked dreadful against the Cowboys. And the week before that, obviously, the, the, you know, the commander's another defensive-minded head coach. Has more career games and multiple touchdowns than Kitty Pickett. Uh, I mean, they are just dreadful at offense. They've been gained, uh, the Steelers, more. Every, I read this stat today, too. And I, I, I knew it was just the last few games, but I did not know that it was every single game. This is an insane record. The Steelers have been outgained in every game this year. Have some ridiculous streak of not achieving 27 points. They're 28th in offense, 280 yards a game. They're 28th in score, 16.6 points a game. Uh, I mean, that is like 1985 stuff, you know? I mean, they are really bad offensively. And so you, you look at... Mike Tomlin's been there since 2007, okay? Keep that in mind. Matt Canada just got fired today. Uh, back in 2018 to 2020, um, they've had a guy named Randy Fitchner. Uh, he didn't take some big job. They, he just got fired and let go. Uh, now, 2012 to 17, they had Todd Haley. Now, Haley just didn't get along with um, – he simply just did not get along with with, with uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger at the time. But there was an article here, 
in the Pittsburgh uh, Gazette uh, review here, it says pretty interesting stuff. This is the Steelers, three coaches since 1969. It says a franchise that is what this is today that was widely lauded for having three head coaches in over 54 years. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in the on their third offensive coordinator over the past 34 months, following Tuesday's fire to Matt Canada. Canada's tenured last 44 games, believe it or not. It's that's the fifth shortest stint for the Steelers offensive coordinator since uh, they first formally named one in 1983 of the 12 men who have served as Steelers OC over the past 41 seasons. Canada joined seven others in lasting no longer than three seasons. Chan Gailey, Mike Malarkey, uh, Ken Wisenhunt. Those are those guys were not fired. They all landed head coaching gigs. Older Stiller fans recall the disgust of some of the names Canada fired by the team fewer seasons calling Joe Walton. So my whole thing is, what's the constant there? What what is the constant? Uh, not last super last playoff win two thousand and sixteen. Uh, a team that constantly plays down to their competition. Yes, they do play up and get big upsets. I get it, but Mike Tomlin is, is the consistent. You know, there was a funny movie I was watching again a couple of weeks ago because I recorded it. One of my 90s favorites, The Office Space. Um, the main character, uh, they, these guys, the two Bobs, Bob, Bob, uh, were there interviewing people uh, basically to see whose job they can cut at this new company. Real good hit, 1990 hit, 1999 hit. Uh, office space. Very funny. And he says, you know, listen, Bob, Bob, I do just enough not to get fired. And that's Tomlin. You know, that's a lot of these, as of recently, defensive-minded head coaches. Uh, Ron Rivera, I mean, he can't even get his side of the ball right right now. Mike Tomlin, uh, now that being said, maybe Kenny Pickett's more than the story. He's, he's just a story. He's more of a storyline than he is an actual great quarterback in the NFL. Uh, but it looks like he's regressing as a quarterback. Uh, George Pickens is a great player. Uh, he looked great in college. Fire move, I think, is a hit at tight end. Uh, that Broderick Jones looked like he's good at left tackle. Uh, it's just the coaching there with him. Uh, they finally got their offensive line somewhat squared away. Uh, but it's been, they've been rebuilding for almost five years now. Okay. Uh, you know, so it's, uh, at some point, like that, you know, off a space line, I do just enough. That's Tomlin. Never had a lose. I think, well, they had a win last year, right? So they have the losing season last year. Okay. First time for Tomlin. Uh, no playoff wins playing down to the competition and everybody's blaming Canada. Nobody's a people afraid to blame Tommen for whatever reason. And then you throw in Kenny Pickett. Maybe he's just not the guy. I thought he was going to be the guy. He looked great at times at Pittsburgh, but I was reading another stat here. I think this is from NFL rookie camp. And it's saying that Brock pretty is really the better 
player there of that particular class. And and and, and it looks like they made a huge mistake there. This is from NFL Rookie Rods. Good stuff here. I don't know if I read this the other day or not, but I'm going to read it again. The 2022 draft class really should have been the draft completely opposite of what it was. Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback off the board. Right now, he's 25th in passing. He's 28th in NFL and QBR. Desmond Ritter was the second quarterback off the board. He's already been benched, but they're bringing him back. That's the guy with Atlanta. Uh, is 24th in passing yards, 26 in QBR, 39.4. Brock Pretty was the last quarterback off the board, sixth in passing, and first in QBR. And uh, Sam Howell was the sixth. He was before Brock Pretty off the board. He is first in passing yards and 21st in QBR. The Stiller, the Stillers couldn't have messed this up any worse. So. Do you want to blame Tomlin and that offensive line? That's got to be something to do with it. They could not get consistent run push out uh, for Najee Harris nor Jalen Warren last year. Now, Warren's doing a lot better, though. I mean, they're, they're getting some good plays there. But the fact that they've just been outgained by everybody they played. Can you believe they beat the Steelers or beat the uh, Ravens when they was outgained as good as the Ravens been playing? But at some point, you got to look at these defense in mind, whether whether you're Mike Grable. The Titans are struggling mightily, mightily here in Tennessee. You look at uh, – I just talked about him. Uh, uh, Robert Salaf up in the Jets struggled mightily. Now, of course, Zach Wilson may not be the guy, okay. Uh, even Belichick. Belichick, is, he, he's so arrogant. He wanted to make Matt Patricia an uh, uh, offensive quarter. My point is, not a lot of money, not a lot of resources, not a lot of respect for that side of the ball. And you're starting to see the results in the play here. Okay? Defensive-minded head coaches. I don't think that you should just totally go away from defensive-minded head coaches. All I do think, if you're the head coach, of the team, the absolute head coach of the team. You've got uh, the way I'm going to judge you is because let me let me tell you something, folks. Just because the general manager is technically the coach's boss, the coach pushes the general manager to the, to sign and draft certain players that he wants. And usually, if you look at it, usually the checklist is got okay. Usually you see the Steelers giving Micah Fitzpatrick a big bunch of money at safety. A position, he's a great player, but you probably could have went out and got you a tackle for that, okay? Uh, you've seen how long that that a um, Mike Vrabel held on to a Kevin Byard when he probably should have moved on last year from Byard, okay? As good as Byard is, you know, $13 million for a safety. But that's that's that mindset. That's that mindset. Let's have that. We can go cheap here. And, you know, I, we talked about this before. You can go cheap back in the day on the offensive line and Jimmy Johnson's day when you could do two-a-days and you could get all those reps. Well, these Thursday night football games, nobody's even practicing then, not to mention 
nobody's hardly practicing in training camp anymore. And we've been saying this since 2000. I've seen this trend since 2010 that the offensive line plays worse and worse and worse because there's no contact, that there's no hitting, and you've got that. Uh, so you have to get guys that are highly graded. You're going to have to draft them higher. You're going to have to pay them more money. Trent Williams is worth his weight in gold, the left tackle there for the 49ers, folks. He's worth his weight in gold, okay? We saw the team with the better offensive line won the game last night, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we You saw what, uh, uh, what is it, DeAndre Swift run. You know, 37-year-old Jason Kels. Lane Johnson, 34-year-old Lane Johnson. Big $15 million plus two-year extension there. Uh, you know, uh, Troy Aitman said, man, should, should, should Lane come back for his 38? He's 37 now. I think he just recently had a birthday. Happy birthday, Jason Kels. Maybe he should come back next year. You know, they're paying him a big bunch of money because they see he's worth it. They're, they're seeing he's worth it. And Pickle says, yeah, they've lost three in a row without Trent Williams. You know, and remember, he wouldn't play another down with the Washington Commanders. Williams, uh, they made a trade for him in San Francisco. So I guess my whole point is, even if you are a defensive coach, I'm going to judge you on what you're doing on the offensive line. In the past, the teams like the Titans, the Steelers, okay, uh, the Jets, they're not spending a lot of money. They're not spending a lot of money on, on that position, okay? Uh, they're not drafting that position, or they're just flat. Joe Douglas is just missing. Uh, Barry Tucker, he's hurt a lot. You know, you can even look at the Giants. They missed. They missed on their – but my thing is, if, you, if you're a defensive-minded head coach and you're at the bottom tier on your money on the offensive line, I don't think I – don't, I don't want you coaching my team because I, I know you are the guy pushing to pay that safety 14, 15. Pete Carroll, they lost again. Um, even though, I mean, you know, they had a good year last year, but still pushing to pay that safety, pushing to play that linebacker when your quarterback can't get the snap off and you can't get any push in your running game. You know, if you're not doing that, then I don't want you coaching my team. And uh, if that's the way it's got to be, I, I would rather get a former quarterback or a former offensive lineman uh, to, to run my football team in 2023, folks. And and the proof is in the pudding there, Pickles. Thank you. It, office space, I've got it recorded. If you're having a bad day, hey, we got the holiday coming up, okay? That is a funny mother effort. Office space and kingpin, kingpin with Bill Murray and Woody Harrelson. We're really a star Woody Harrelson. Uh, and and Randy Quaid, I watched that again over the weekend. I've got that recorded where uh, Woody Harrison is, is trying to get uh, Randy Quaid, who's an Amish pickles, uh, to help him win a bowling tournament so he can, you know, get his life squared away and pay his rent. And everything. It, it, it's it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's one of the funniest movies. And Bill Murray didn't have a big part. He was a piece of crap villain in it. But he was still funny. He was still funny. And of course, um, I forgot the woman that I forgot the woman that played uh, 
Um, she's a no-name actress, but she did a good job though. And um in in Kingpin with with Woody Harrelson. Uh they had a serious moment. It's one of those movies, not to get too far off topic here. Uh I was watching it, it was night before last, you know, and uh woman asked uh he he goes back to his hometown, Woody Harrelson's character. You know, the movie's over 25 years old, folks, so I don't know this spoiler alert, right? She's like, you ever think about new beginnings? And um, the Woody Harrelson's like, what is that, some female hygiene spray? She's like, no, life. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> female hygiene spray. <laughs> like it's some kind of body spray. Something out of... Uh, some axe or something, a female version of body spray. <laughs> it's funny, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a big time bowler. The guy looks at him and uh he's taking his time to bowl, you know, the Woody Harrison character. And the guy looks at him and he's like, uh, you on a bowl, roll the ball, boy. And uh Woody Harrison looks back at the guy, he said, It's Roy. You know, that was his name. It's a really funny movie. Uh, okay, sorry, I digress. Uh he <laughs> talking about some of these movies, man. Um, so, yeah, my whole point is, look at Tomlin. Look at your budget, Steeler fans. What are you spending online? You've got too many good skill players there. Is Kenny Pickett the guy? So that's something to look at, too. All righty, then. Let's go look at good scope, bad scope, where I had something right, where I had something wrong, Okay. And the college, uh, let's go with good scope. Uh, in the offseason, I said to Darius Smith adding to uh, the, the Cleveland Browns and hiring Jim Schwartz as a DC would size up the running game. His past defense has had issues in the past. Well, kudos to Jim Schwartz. He's not head coach of material. I've never, I've never really liked him as a defensive coordinator. But I did like the the Steeler or the the Browns defensive coordinators run defense in the past, um, and I've hated his pass defense. But this year they're number one in, in pass defense. You know, uh, they're number one in total defense. They're not as good as run defense as they've been in the past. But hey, they beat the Steelers. Okay, they're seven and three. They're in the playoffs. That the freaking thing started today with the real. Thompson Robertson, DTR. Okay. Uh, good job, Kevin Stefanski. I, I, I got to give you credit there. Okay. Now, bad scope. The Steelers to win comfortably against Cleveland. I just, I just dogged it with a rookie quarterback and two backup tackles. Uh, Cleveland runs the ball well. Kenny Pickett's offense struggles again. Way off there. Could not believe that. Just talk about that. Good scope. Okay, now, now Detroit beat in Chicago off of a bye to take a 2.5 game lead. The Detroit Lions, who I said that would win this division in the offseason, a lot of people picking Minnesota. Uh, some people pick Minnesota to go to the Super Bowl. I wasn't one of those people. I was sober. Uh, but uh, Detroit, best start, Pickles, since 1962 for the Detroit Lions. They are going to be favored again uh, this Thanksgiving against Green Bay. I think it's seven and a half also. Maybe a little high for a division opponent. I did not have it right on the point spread, but Detroit did win that game. 
People thought they may have been looking ahead. Uh, Chicago playing much better. Coming off a of bye week, I said Fields will be Fields. He'll make, he won't make the right throws down the stretch. Matter of fact, they got a safety to end the game. Go figure. Okay? Yeah, that's probably on Fields. That's another team looking for a quarterback, in my humble opinion. Okay. Bad scope. Picking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Joe Burrow's having injuries since training camp, you know? And the defense is in the 20s. They're just not the team of last year. Uh, they've lost some players. They lost both safeties. I thought they would hold on to Von Bell. They lost Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Uh, got ran on pretty well the week before last. They're done. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. I was off about them. Maybe Joe Burrow is simply the Dan Marino of this generation. Uh, not really a good team. Not a good uh, coach. Is just not there. Uh, team is not there. Much better quarterbacks around him. I, it, but he's a really talented quarterback. He's doing more than Marino did because at least Don Shula was on the greatest team of all time record-wise, 72 Dolphins. He coached them. This guy, Zach Taylor, is a no-name that probably would have had a job. Uh, if Bur I would be shocked that they win another game this year, the Cincinnati Bengals. So way off about that. Bad scope, picking the underdog, Washington, or good scope, excuse me. Picking the underdog Washington Huskies to go on the road in a rainy Oregon State to win. Uh, they did win, and Washington moves up in the playoff rankings. It just now came out. They are forfeit. The playoffs started today in college. My man Michael Penix, which a lot of people are going to look at as quarterback, surging up. He would be my Heisman uh, candidate. He's had big Heisman win. That was a big Heisman moment. Playing well in the rain. I know he's got some really good receivers there, especially that Ozuna guy, uh, at receiver for Washington. Uh, big win there. So, yeah, Washington, uh, Michigan's number three, Ohio State's two, and of course, Georgia dominated Tennessee 38 to 10. They're number one. Uh, but yeah, I did pick them despite being underdogs in a tough rival game against a, number, a former five star player, uh, DJ. Um, Uleva, I know I'm messing that name up, but it's a long name. It's a mouthful. He comes over from Clemson, big former five-star player. Big win for the Washington Huskies. The college football playoff thinks so, too. Knocks them all the way up to four. Uh, they would be in a playoff if it started today. Don't know if it's going to be that way. I'll get into more college game tomorrow and uh, make some predictions for the Thanksgiving games. So, uh, see, that's what Pickle says. Penix, uh, yeah, Michael Penix. I really like that guy, man. He reminds me a lot of Mark Brunell, and he seems to get better. Ironically, he's former Husky too. Uh, every game, uh, you know, especially if he can go to an offensive minded, structured, I would like to see him with a guy like a uh, Sean McVay or somebody. I, I really like the way, or I'll tell you what, out of Connell had a great game. Game, I know they didn't win, but. That guy's a good coach, man. That guy from Minnesota, I really like their schemes and formations as well. Um, th that was a good – they had a good game. I mean, I know they lost at the very end. Great throw. Probably going that game tomorrow too in a little bit more details. Uh, great uh, play there by Russell Wilson, but that's been limited by Sean McVay. Okay, let's go to the uh, Power Five, obviously – 
Okay, let's start at the bottom. Uh, Detroit, just mentioned them just a few minutes ago. Uh, best start since 1962. They're the number two seed in the NFC. Who would have thought that? You know, I did because I saw the talent coming together last year. And like I was telling my my man Jeremy Ballrich uh, from Detroit, I thought they had a very, very impressive uh, offseason. Uh, Flacco, yeah, Flacco's on the practice squad there for the Browns. Um, I wouldn't put Flacco out there. He's With those tackles out, he'd be a great player for the other team. They'll, they'll sack him like nobody's business. But he can make a few throws here and there. Okay, now, uh, number four, uh, Pittsburgh, now, or Pittsburgh, San Francisco in my Power Five, rising really quickly. I know they had the three straight losses. They tend to become an injury-prone team, but they're still very elite. We saw that. Uh, they did cover. They did cover against Tampa. I was right about that one. And my picks against the spread, uh, adding elite pass rusher there with Chase Young. Uh, we, we looked at Brock Purdy's numbers, near perfect there. I thought I had some numbers on him that I screenshotted, but I may not have. Uh, Purdy has been playing pretty freaking good uh, the last couple weeks that he has got a total full slate of team behind him. So um, I thought I had some numbers on him. I want to say they're almost number one in every single category. Um, is he all, is he great? No, but he's good for what they do here. Okay. I know they did lose a safety, that Papinga guy or whatever, but the 49ers still a very good team. Very good shot to win the whole thing this year. If you ask me. Okay. Uh, number three, I'm going to drop these guys down. I had them at two, but I'm really going to put them at three. Okay. Uh, Kansas city, best defense in years. Uh, again, Mahomes still lacks that chemistry with the wide receiver. And again, I know uh, Andy Reid's got he's he's going to go up to Brett Beach. We've got to fix these tackles. If we can at least if we have to if we can only replace one, replace uh, Taylor at right tackle. Uh, he's getting killed all the time. Valdez Scanlon. If he doesn't drop that touchdown, they win last night, and they're probably up at number one. Travis Kels getting older there. So they're going to have to do something about that in the offseason. They cannot fix their problems. Still got them at three, though, man. Fourth in total defense. Things can still work out for them, okay? It, 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 they're, they're just that good. If you're that good defensively and you've got Mahomes and Reed, you, you can still find a way. When there's a will, the, I mean, the guy won a Super Bowl on a uh, high ankle sprain last year. Okay, number two. Uh, Baltimore, you know, would have had them higher, but Mark Andrews out for the season. Uh, still issues on the secondary and offensive line. But, uh, but hey, man, they, they're the number one seed in the AFC if the playoffs started today. Uh, they still got some tough games left. The, everything I said about Pittsburgh, they always match up well against the Ravens. They still got to play the 49ers, Jacksonville, and Miami. All those are playoff caliber teams there. Uh, so it's no easy road for them ahead, but they're pretty deep, uh, well coached. And, you know, Lamar and this system here, uh, it's all coming out pretty well for them right now. Okay. Of course, number one, hey, the Eagles, 
nine and one. Now the Eagles, they got they got some rough games ahead too. They've got to play Buffalo this weekend, who may end up adding that other linebacker. Uh, Matt Milano's been out for Buffalo for a while. Uh, he was a big loss to them. Could the could the Bills talk a Shaq Leonard, uh, a former Pro Bowl level linebacker who's been cut by the Indianapolis Colts to come up there and sign? Dallas lost Vander Esch. They might go after him as well. Shaq Leonard, uh, former Pro Bowl level linebacker, has been cut here uh, by the Indianapolis Colts. The Bills could use that. With with the uh, with um, oh God Joe Burrow going out, the Bills kind of have a little bit of life. They fired their offensive coordinator here, so keep an eye on that. Uh, I, I said all that, but I, I was talking about I was talking about Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia wins a game when AJ Brown has one catch for eight yards. They win multiple ways. They can win power football. They can win in shot plays. They can win in gadget plays. Uh, some They went on defense. They got some sacks there. They got some sacks. Hassan Reddick could not get a glove on. This, let's keep this in mind, folks. Hassan Reddick could not get a glove on Patrick Mahomes last year with Orlando Brown at left tackle and Andrew Wally at right. But with Jawan Taylor there, and Donovan Smith at those two positions because they let those other two guys go. Hassan Reddick got his sacks on uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes, uh, that big turnover in the end zone on Patrick Mahomes. He was throwing away from his body, and, of course, Kevin Barden made a great play there. So, yeah, Philadelphia at number one, not sure how long they're going to stay at number one is what I'm saying, okay? So I got Philly. Uh, Baltimore, Kansas City, uh, San Francisco, and of course Detroit. There, uh, yes, Dallas is a close six, folks. Uh, but uh, Dallas is that they, they gotta they gotta get some big wins now. It's it's their time to shine. Uh, Titans could use Shaq Leonard. Yeah, they're yeah, but they're thinking about next year and money and stuff, and they won't do it. Uh, he'll probably go to a contender. The Ravens may find a way. Somehow they always find a way to sign guys like this. Buffalo needs him really bad because their guy Milano's out. Uh, Buffalo's still very much in it. Uh, with the Jets, just taking another step back. Buffalo's already beat Miami once. The Patriots are out of it. Maybe they can go on a run and, and catch Miami. Who knows? Uh, they played some really good football. You know, it was against the Jets. Uh, 32 points on that defense. That's still pretty good. But we'll see. We shall see. It's a battle of attrition. Everybody's hurt, man. Everybody's hurt, you know? So uh, so that, that, that's my power. Um, that's my power five today. Let me look in here and see. Uh, by the way, this game last night, I told you it was a big game. Uh, Adam Schefter said ESPN's presentation of the Super Bowl rematch last night the most watched Monday night game in 27 years draw more than 29 million viewers on uh, ESPN, ABC, ABC plus ABC Deportes, 29 million people there. Uh, best game since the green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys in 1996 pickles, uh, 31.5 million. 
I remember that game because that was a guy named Brett Favre. Brett Favre started coming into his own. Matter of fact, if you want to think about it this way, uh, Brett Favre and I think uh, Sterling Sharp end up winning the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, that year over the New England Patriots with Drew Bledsoe, uh, led by uh, Bill Parcells. So I thought, man, this guy, number four, man, he's good with Green Bay. And, of course, we know that turned out to be Favre. The rest is history. Back in 96, 31 and a half million, 27 million, uh, 29 million, excuse me, 29 million uh, watched that game. So I knew it was a big game. Like I said, I, you know, got in a little late. I really, I thought, man, I think I'm just going to do a replay tonight because people's going to really want to watch this. I want to watch it too. It's a great game. Um, they blew a 10 point lead. Valdez Scanlon dropped that ball. Got to, got to fix those tackles if you can. And probably want to get another receiver there for Patrick Mahomes. Um, so, yeah, like I said, other news and notes here. Uh, uh, Shaq Leonard, they owe him $6 million in base salary. Uh, he has no fully guaranteed money on the books for 24, 6.5 in injury guarantees. Dallas and Buffalo, I said, would be two good pickups for him. And um, let me see if there's any more. Kareem Jackson, I mean, Broncos, big win. Uh, but this safety, he is a bit of a headhunter. And it's caught up with him. Now he's been suspended for that hit he made in that guy. I want to say it was against Hawkinson, but I may be mistaken. Uh, he's been suspended four games here. There's a long statement about that. So that's a hit. They got another big game this week, if I'm not mistaken. I think they play uh, Cleveland. Broncos, great comeback there. I'll talk about them tomorrow. And, of course, speaking of that 90s Dallas Cowboy team, Jerry Jones uh, just announced that Jimmy Johnson will be finally inducted into the uh, Ring of Honor on December 30th. What, what you know, I, that should, this should have been done 30 years ago. <laughs> I mean, golly, man, you know. So it, it's uh, lots going on now in the sporting world. Uh, a lot of, uh, and of course, Miami's Devon Achin comes out, and then he gets hurt again. So uh, you know, and there, there's um, a lot of rumors about that Michigan thing. I'll, I'll probably get into that tomorrow. Urban Meyer has got a good quote here. I'll play that soundbite tomorrow where he's saying that. He's hearing because he's working at Fox now that it could be pretty bad and he could potentially be suspended for uh, a big chunk, if not the whole season next year. Uh, you know, I've been saying that the Bears, that's something maybe he should look at. You know, I don't think either, you know, people ask me about what well, Tennessee here, you know, they got Vrabel. I'll tell you what, they get hardball for five or six years. Uh, former quarterback, yeah, he'd be good with a young quarterback. But Harbaugh with the Bears and his choice at top quarterback, they've got the number one pick right now. Uh, yeah, that 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 would look pretty good if you're a Chicago Bear fan, you know. And, of course, he would have to work with Ron Poles, a guy that he's old enough to be his dad, uh, young kid, you know. I don't know how that would work out, but I tell you what, if it's something real bad, this could be like a Pete Carroll USC situation where – 
Pete Carroll just hightails it off to the Seattle Seahawks. Pickle says Eberflus should have been fired yesterday. Yeah. Well, I didn't think it was a great hire, you know. They should have got O'Connell, uh, who is now the coach at Minnesota. I mean, that guy is a good coach, man. He is – I mean, everybody talks about – and I love Josh Dobbs. But I know they lost, but, man, just their fluidity, the fluidity on that offense, uh, they, they got they got some things they're working with there. Blocking scheme, uh, pretty bold move going after T.J. Hawkinson in division like that. Have no defense. Still think they are to trade jo- Justin Jefferson and get two or three first-round picks for him. Build that defense up a little bit. So if you guys like the show, share the show. We'll be back tomorrow. And uh, talk a little bit of the college game tomorrow. This this playoff thing is coming out. There's a chance. There's a chance that 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 uh, that the uh, Alabama could get shut out. I'll, I'll I'll say this though, and 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 this is what I'm very much leaning towards. They got to play Auburn on you know see Iron Bowl. Fourteen and a half point favorites. It's at Auburn. Auburn lost to New Mexico State. I don't know if they got some injuries or what down there. They should be okay. But if, if they beat Auburn next week and then the week after, uh, they beat if they beat the number one team in the country who's won 27 straight games in Georgia, it'll be 28 after they beat the crap out of Georgia Tech on Saturday, um, they should jump to number four. I'm sorry. You've got to put them in, even over a team that's undefeated. I mean, you know, uh, Florida State's, their quarterback's done for the season. Uh, rough injury there. But uh, would they jump a Texas, even though Texas beat them? Yeah, they probably would, in my opinion. But I, I think what are those teams? Uh, they're going to have to jump somebody. You, you cannot beat the number one team in the country with one loss with all these players in the SEC, even the SEC's down. And, and, and not get into the playoffs. So that would be an argument. It won't be an argument next year because we're going to 12-team playoffs. So if you guys like the show, share the show. I'll uh, see you tomorrow, same time, same place, here on Sports Scope. Good night, everybody.